there's there's just such a great community that forms when you have that in common and when you're doing these difficult things together and and seeing that difference being made on the streets um, that really bonds people and we just see great communities form and that's that's one of the great privileges of doing this work Hi folks, and welcome to Humans of the Pro-Life Movement, an initiative of the Pro-Life Guys podcast where we feature the unsung heroes of the pro-life movement, the courageous men and women who are making sacrifices to defend the weakest and most vulnerable members of the human family and going out on street corners and doorsteps nationwide and around the world to change minds, save lives, transform our culture. Today we're joined by a special guest, none other than Alex Vanderbrunhorst, the Intern Director for Western Canada for CCBR. Alex, how are you doing? Good, good. Thanks for having me on. My pleasure. What better timing than this? We we recently featured an episode yeah. on the Pro-Life Guys podcast about internships that we run at CCBR, and what better timing than to have on our Intern Director. But before we dive into your role at CCBR, Alex, I'd love to ask just a little bit about who you are, just to humanize sure. yourself and show that you're not a pro-life robot. Tell us a little bit about who you are. Yeah, fair enough. Um, yes, my name is Alex. You already introduced me. Um, come from the small town of Picture Butte. Actually, I didn't grow up in the town, but in the countryside surrounding it. Um, my parents have a little family-run business, a little uh, butcher shop, and that's where I grew up. They have an acreage coolie. They have some coolies. It was a great place to grow up as a kid. So I spent a lot of time outdoors in the coolies. Um, yeah, in our family, a lot of people just love the outdoors, love love creation. So I spent a lot of time there. Growing up in my high school years, um, I didn't really know what I wanted to do for a living. I, I worked for my dad's butcher shop. It's a great place to learn how to work and learn a kind of a basic trade. So that was good. Um, not being sure what I wanted to do through the work experience program at our high school, I ended up at a local automotive mechanic shop, place where my dad had brought his truck to get fixed. Um, so I ended up actually getting a job there, worked there for nine years uh, as an automotive as an automotive mechanic. Really great job, great 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 skill set to have even now still. I can fix my own cars, save a ton of money that way. Um, yeah, just learned a lot there. Really enjoyed that. Um, yeah, interests. Um, I tend to love a lot of outdoor things, hiking, canoeing, enjoying God's creation. Um, I've been blessed with. Uh, my wife, Megan, we got married a couple of years ago, and we've been blessed with three children, so lots to be thankful for. Amen. Amen. And you're a great part of the team here at CCBR. As we move into that segment of the show, I'd, I'd love to get a little bit of the backstory of, of how mm. you kind of came to be not only working full-time in the movement, but obviously as an intern director. Tell yeah. me a little bit about your journey towards the pro-life movement and working full-time in the movement. Yeah, no, I mean, that makes sense because from fixing cars to saving babies is a bit of a jump, right? Um, yes, yeah, so I'd go back to about 2011. That's when I first got involved. So grew up in a Christian household, so I was, I was raised pro-life, but it was just part of my identity, not really part of something that I really thought of or really did much about. Um, didn't really extend beyond just one of, that was one of the many things I was, just I was pro-life. 2011, a friend of mine invited me to CCBR's annual Florida trip. 
um, where they go to Florida each year and do activism on the campuses there. Now attached to that invitation was, <laughs> I'm trying to fit a couple of years into, into two minutes here, um, attached to the invitation was a short little promo video, you know, a little YouTube video. And in that video, a, um, a former volunteer, someone who had gone on CCBR's um, Florida trip, was relaying a conversation she'd had with a pro-abortion bystander. And the volunteer was telling that she was having a good conversation and this other person she was talking to was starting to understand it. He was, he was starting to get it. And this person had a moment and he said, well, wait a minute, if what you're saying is true, he said to the pro-life volunteer, if what you're saying is true, if there's 42 million abortions each year worldwide, he was speaking, why isn't there more people doing something about it? And uh, that question just hit me, not in a big emotional way, but it was just, it was a good question. I asked myself that question, why wasn't I doing more about it? And I didn't have a good answer. So I signed up for the trip and got accepted. And that terrified me because I had no background in this. Um, so I, I, I got in contact with the local group that had been doing some CCBR activism, got a little bit of training from them, did a little bit of activism there, but not a whole lot, and then went to Florida, still terrified. Um, but then we spent a week there in Florida, as, as we typically do, uh, got training on the weekend and then spent the week on campuses there. And during that week, I think kind of two things happened. One was that initial conviction that was kind of planted by that question was driven home. It's just natural, right? Like you spend the whole week talking to people about abortion, like it's, it's going to be in the front of your mind. So that initial question, why aren't there more people doing something about it, was dri driven home deeper. And the other thing that really stuck out to me is that me with hardly any experience, no background in this, uh, with a weekend of training was and, and, and using using the pictures behind us, I was able to change people's minds. Um, and I think the reason that was so powerful is because this wasn't, Ill, it wasn't a lost cause. There was something we could actually do. We could, we could actually make a difference. If I could really change someone's mind and see that this person was actually thinking through this and had actually changed their mind, I knew that if they got pregnant, they weren't likely to have an abortion. So yeah, I drove that initial conviction home deeper, but then I also showed that there's something we could do about it. So fast forwarding a little bit, I came home after the trip, still working in a mechanic shop, and there was a local group uh, in Lethbridge that was doing CCBR type activism, led by, who's now my colleague, Micah Rosendahl, and another lady, Sarah Maljars. And so they were leading a group there. So I just pretty much just realized that I needed to do stuff as much as I could. And so I started volunteering, mostly uh, mostly weekends, because they were doing some weekday activists, activism as well. But that, of course, that didn't work because I was working in a mechanic shop. So just started volunteering as much as I could. And throughout that time, so we're talking 2012 now, throughout that time, um, Micah and Nick Rosendahl were both considering working full-time for CCBR. So Micah actually um, sat me down once and said, hey, you've been volunteering quite regularly. Nick and I would really uh, like to try pursue full-time work with CCBR. Would you be willing to take over leadership of, the group, of this group? Well, that was the second time that I was completely terrified. I, I remember thinking like, are you, are you, are you serious? I've only been volunteering for half a year. How, how am I supposed to lead this group? But, but thinking through it, again, coming back to the responsibility thing, um, I thought, well, yes, it's terrifying, but if I can, if I can take this off her plate, that sort of frees her, so to speak, and her husband to go work full time. I'd be enabling two people to go full time, and if you're working, if you have two people working full time to save babies, they can do a lot of work. So I thought, okay. So I accepted accepted the invitation and took over leadership of the group. And trying to keep a long story short here, um, 
So this is end of 2012, beginning of 2013. Then 2013, for about a year, I led that group in Lethbridge. I worked out a, a deal with my with my mechanic boss, who is a Christian and also very pro-life. He was supportive of this. So he let me work at the shop four days a week, and then one or two days a week I would work um, with Lethbridge Pro-Life. So throughout the next year, I led volunteer activism in Lethbridge. Uh, we aim for about once or twice a week. And um, that, that just gave me more time to think about it. At the time, I was still single, and so I didn't have a whole lot of responsibilities weighing me down in that sense. So I had some time to think, and I just realized, well, you know, that that same responsibility that got me into this in the first place is still there. These are, it's not an abstract issue. Like, we almost think of it abstractly sometimes, but these are real children. Like, they're actual little boys and little girls. And it becomes almost cliche if you're in the movement, but it, but it's true. They're actual little kids, right? That's a really big deal when it hits you what that really is. And so I realized, well, if I'm in a position where I don't have a whole lot of responsibilities weighing me down, I could actually afford to take a bit of a pay cut um, from the mechanic position and do this full time and move to a different city and all those other things that would be a bit harder, um, you know, if, if you had a family. And so I didn't at the time. So I just thought one plus one equals two. You know, I, I, I can do more. I'm in a position where I, where I can do more. So I should. And then I applied for a job at CCBR, and uh, that was twenty. That was the uh, beginning of 2014, and now here we are. Bingo. Praise God that you did, because over the last seven years, I've had the great opportunity of working with you, Alex. And, and let's dive into uh, even deeper now. Let's look at the okay. last seven years that you've been working full-time okay. um, to save babies, as you said. Not only leading activism, but leading internships, preparing the next generation of pro-life leaders. Mm -hmm. Tell me a little bit about maybe an experience or two that stand out in your mind over that time that really um, you'll never forget about working in the pro-life movement that really, yeah. really stand out for you. Yeah. So seven years is a long time. So there, 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 there's quite a few. Um, to boil it down to a couple, I think I'll start with the most significant one. Um, this was in 2019. So I was uh, with, with the 2019 interns. This is during the summer, during the internship. Um, I was out postcarding with the interns. Postcarding is where we distribute pro-life literature with the images and arguments. And I'm trying to think here, how do I keep a, another long story relatively concise? So I, I was out delivering literature and lady came out of her front door just as I was reaching her front door. And I, I handed her the postcard and I said, hello, um, we're, you know, have you... We're delivering postcards. Can I give you one of these? It's some pro-life information. And she she looked at it and she said, "Oh, is is this is this the pro-life thing?" And I said, "Yes, yeah, it is." She said, "Oh," she said, "I actually got one of these last year." And this lady then proceeded to tell me this story of how the previous year, also during the internship, um, she had received one of these postcards that had actually blown across the ground and landed on her foot. And she picked it up, she saw the images, and it broke her heart. She actually had had abortions in her past. And she said it just broke her heart to seeing, well, it made it real for her, right? Like you, you, you can't deny what abortion is when you see that. Fast forward a couple of months after, so this 2018, fast forward a couple of months, she became pregnant, but her uh, partner was not supportive at all. And he told her she needed to get an abortion, and he even threatened to dump her, if to, to abandon her if she didn't. The doctor was also trying to pressure her to have an abortion. Um, but she said it was those images. Um, they broke her heart. They made her cry when she first saw them. But she says that gave me and this. Now she, so now she's telling me the story in 2019. She said, but that gave me the strength to say no. That gave me the strength to say no to my partner, to say no to my doctor. Um, 
I can't do that again. I, I can't do that to my child. And when I was talking to her in 2019, she was three months pregnant. And I just, I, I still remember that. So she said, keep doing what you're doing. It makes a difference. And then she pointed down to her slightly pregnant belly because she was three months pregnant at the time. And talk about an amazing experience. Um, you know, like I, we know that this changes minds and, and, and saves lives. But when you actually get to meet someone who's literally pregnant because the picture gave her the strength to stand up to those trying to pressure her to have an abortion, that's really quite something. Um, it was just such a blessing to actually be able to, to meet her. What an encouragement, right? Um, Megan and I are still in touch with her to this day. Um, her little boy is about one and a half years old now. Um, we get to visit them and it's, uh, that encapsulates why we do what we do, right? It, it, it's, yeah, like that in one story. Uh, do we get those stories every day? No, not every day, but that, that encapsulates what we do. We're showing people the reality so that we can save these yeah, he, he probably wouldn't have been here today if his mom hadn't seen that postcard. She didn't even talk to anybody, right? Just saw that image. So that that obviously that that one really sticks with me. Yeah. And and praise God for that. And and like I said, that mm-hmm. that is all about that that's the whole reason we do what we do, right? I mean, we're yeah. we're thankful that we're able to, like you said, see people change their mind on on the abortion issue. Yeah. But that that's what it's all about. I remember just the the shockwaves of joy that went through the entire yeah. Calgary staff and then into the Ontario staff when they heard the story. Yeah. Um, just incredible. And so mm-hmm. as we wrap up here, um, and we, we kind of close on the note of the internship, the internship, obviously, that you're very, very invested in as the guy who runs the internship. Yeah. We got two days left before the end of, of the deadline for applications for our summer internships for 2021. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. For somebody who might be st- um, kind of teetering on the edge, maybe they want to apply, maybe they don't know if this is the year. What would you say to them about the activism, the community, the entire internship experience yeah. that would get them over the edge to get them to apply for this year um, to be an intern at CCBR? Yeah, good question. <laughs> um, that 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 answer could take almost half an hour. Couple of things I would say. Um, start off really briefly with tying it back to the responsibility thing we've been talking about, right? Like, if 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 it's at all possible with your personal life, like if you're at a if you're at a place where this is even a remote possibility, consider doing it. If these are actual children that are being killed, why aren't there more people doing something about it? You could be one of those people who joins us. This this isn't just this isn't just hypothetical. We know that this activism changes minds and saves lives. So I would say that alone is already a very compelling reason to do this. We have the responsibility and we have the tools that we know work to save lives. So I would say that that's a big one. And that's often the main one why people join. I would say the other one is um, one or two is both the community and the experience and also the skills that you walk away from. So as you can imagine, this work isn't always easy. It's a controversial, it's a sensitive subject. But one of the things that makes it very doable is the community. It's such a great community. We, we, we have this what unites us. We're, we're doing this difficult thing together for the same united purpose of saving as many babies as we can. And we've just seen time and again, great friendships form. Um, I, I think of a lot of things that we do outside of work hours, you know, having fires in our backyards, having good chats about things that we have in common and some of the things that we don't have in common. Um, going out for hikes in the Canadian Rockies. I know we've sometimes bravely attempted some hikes in May and been up to our waist in the snow because we didn't have the patience to wait till July. Um, yeah, road trips to different cities, um, rafting down the Bow River. It's just, that's obviously not going to be the reason why people come, but 
there's there's just such a great community that forms when you have that in common and when you're doing these difficult things together and and seeing that difference being made on the streets um, that really bonds people and we just see great communities form and that's that's one of the great privileges of doing this work i think the other thing too is is the skills that you walk away from uh from this internship with so applicable in such a wide variety of of, of jobs and careers and, and when you think about it if you're able to think through a a sensitive and often difficult topic if you're able to think through it clearly and then communicate that to someone who genuinely disagrees with you um, in such a way that's compelling enough to change this person's mind while still being sensitive enough because it's such a sensitive and personal topic for a lot of people if that's something that you can develop that kind of a skill set over a course of a, of, of a couple months think of how applicable that is that's applicable to so many different situations right pretty much every job or situation that you can think of in in, in the work field um there, there's a relationship element. And, and so dealing with people and being able to think through issues and being able to communicate clearly, um, a lot of those are skill sets that you'll walk away from. So I think those are two additional benefits, just great community, really great skill set that you and great experiences that you walk away from. Going back to two more things um, on the pro-life issue, it's, it, it's one thing to go to a bunch of even really good pro-life talks, right? It's another thing to actually take that information, internalize it, and then actually use it in real life with people who don't agree with you. If you want to get good at pro-life apologetics, do, use it on the street, right? And and th that that's a big part of the experience and skills that you walk away from this internship um, with. And then just tying it back to the responsibility. One of the main goals of the internships is to save babies. And we know that they're at risk of being killed by abortion. And Believe it or not, even if you have no background, no experience in this, with a bit of training and a bit of mentorship from us, you can join us and help reach out to people, change their minds, change hearts, and, and actually save lives. So I would say those are some those are some reasons. Just do it. Really consider it. Check it out. Um, feel free to get in touch with us. If you have any questions, if you're unsure about this, this is outside of what a lot of people would typically consider. We're happy to answer your questions and kind of guide you through this process. But yeah, great experience. And make a difference as cliche as that sounds it's hard to deny that you're actually making a difference when you see actual babies who've been saved that is what you call making a difference yeah year over year not only seeing the baby saved, but but countless minds changed on the issue i think that's a great yeah. way to wrap that up alex of, of talking about okay. the responsibility that we have as pro-lifers to do what we can to defend those who are being dragged to the slaughter to mm -hmm. change our culture but also that that community element you may not yeah. make a, a a million facebook friends doing this but the friends that you do make doing the internship joining staff that kind of thing are going to be yeah. some of the best friends that you can possibly make and so i think that's a great way to put it mm -hmm. Thank you very much, Alec, for joining on the show. I think it's a great timing for this. And thank you for all of the work that you do in defending the weak and vulnerable preborn children here in Canada and, and helping those ultimately around the world um, do the same thing. And so for you tuning in, um, thank you for tuning in. I hope that you enjoy this. Hope that you might even consider applying for one of our internships at CCBR. Please also check out um, our other shows, the Pro-Life Guys podcast. You can find us at ProLifeGuys.com. You can find us on your favorite podcast catcher. Also check out our other episode, The Pulse, in which we round up once a month all the interesting and important pro-life news from around the world. Learn more about what is going on and listen to a pro-life voice telling the pro-life story for too long. We have let the pro-abortion media tell the story of the pro-life movement. And we at the Pro-Life Guys, myself, Peter, and the rest of the team here are trying to share the story of the pro-life movement of people like Alex. So thanks so much for tuning in, and I hope that you join us again next time.